0: if they're being a pain in the butt, even in the quoting process already, yeah. you know, there's a lot of like red flags. Hard pass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, and I think as business owner, especially as a small business owner, like you gotta just lay it down and just be like, listen, this is not gonna work because if they're already a pain in the butt in the quoting process, I don't wanna see what they're gonna be as when a inevitably something happens.
1: Welcome to the Big Brand Theory Podcast by Blackwood Creative.
0: There's a saying in our groups that we go to. We in particular are part of a and I group, which is Business Networking International. Nevertheless, we get together. And we talk about our businesses and we share and we share about our ideal customers and one of the things that they say in there which i'm so grateful that they do is that you're not supposed to say i'm looking for anyone because then you're just anyone who whatever and almost anybody is my customer all that kind of stuff a lot of people, especially as they're like just getting started in business, they're like, yeah, anybody, I'll take that business, I'll take this business, anybody, will be <clears> fine. <throat> fine. But there's a problem with that, right? Mm-hmm. What is the problem with just taking business from anybody that's knocking on your door? Hey, I'm here to give you money. I mean, we would think, right? It's
1: just like, sure, I'll take it, f- I'll do the work. I think it's very industry dependent. So okay. like, print shop like that is very much a revolving door of almost the any man that needs something printed but like if you're a niche of some kind like wedding photography um stakes are a little bit different than like printing you know a handful of business cards versus thousands of dollars all day event that you're covering and you only get one shot to one do. Shot. <laughs> like, if you, if you mess up the business cards, you're like, it's going to be another day, but yeah. I got them, no worries. Yeah. If me, I'm like, oh, my card's fragged. It's like, well, they're I'd... gone forever. Yep. Yeah. Can't be like, can we redo that whole kiss, the whole thing? <laughs> they're not going to be down for that. No. And I think that's like the easiest thing to say about working with everybody is that you're better off finding your key leads by targeting the people that you want to work with. Mm. So if you try to work with everybody, you're opening up, I mean, you're putting a lot of cats in that bag. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, you're gonna run into more problems than just niching down and finding what you wanna work with.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of value in saying, in a lot of times I think you can, I think at the beginning, be like, oh, I'll just take kind of whatever. But as you as stuff comes in, putting there's a lot of value in paying attention to who you work best with mm-hmm. right cuz especially as a small business you have your own personality you're bringing to it and you you know all you have a specific work style and all that kind of stuff that for some people you blend with really well and others it just doesn't right. and so as you pay attention to the people coming in you're like eh, that kind of customer is not for whatever reason the best to work with for some reason then right but this one we like to work
1: with them or something like that. So you, you hit it right there with the ideal customer. And if you're not, if you're in a business and you're not mapping your ideal customer, like, Hey, we want, our target is to spend this amount a month in our products or our services or whichever, um, you know, generally they come from this area more so than all others. Uh, You know, they prefer this style over this style more 10 to one, like Mm -hmm. once you find that and you can really like almost reap what you sow, like instead of, you know, like the everyman and like, again, opening up the floodgates of like, this is a great sale, this is a horrible sale, this is a horrible sale, this is a great sale, you're gonna run into more of the first. You're gonna have where if you're targeting accordingly, and you're finding what you want to work with, you're gonna have that more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when you have the people that you want to work with and the ideal customer that's going to spend a median amount that you want, you make more money and you have a better quality of service and a better better customer experience. And that's crucial. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that kind of goes into like this whole idea of, of really, if you try to serve everybody, you're you're not gonna serve all of them really well. No. You're gonna come in and you're gonna say, "Well, uh, I'm I'm too busy. I've got all this other stuff." And you're gonna look down and you're gonna say, "Look, all these all these clients we have, but they're all, you know, eighty percent of them are low paying and high maintenance and all that stuff." And you're like, "I don't." I don't really want to work with them. I like this top twenty percent. And that's your goal. That's that's your ideal clients. The top twenty percent that are probably giving you eighty percent of your revenue. when right. And you pay attention to those demographics, those types of you know, if it's a B2B, those types of businesses, all of that type of stuff. And what type of uh this can even dictate like the types of services or products that you have to say like what are the ones that they want. Right. And you can look at I don't need these other ones because my core clientele doesn't use it so mm-hmm. if i don't have that yeah i'm going to lose some of my lower 80 percent clients but all that's okay it's making room for more of the best stuff and not just the good or okay
1: stuff and that's the refinement right of your services it's over time right mm-hmm. like you said when you start out i mean even with me with wedding photography the i would say the first 10 weddings that you shoot are generally just all across the board like mm-hmm. you have like it could be a cheap at the park wedding, it could be a very expensive at the park wedding, it could be whatever. But generally you learn who you work best with the more you work. And if you're not doing that and you're just kind of coasting, like you said, you're not servicing as best as you can if you niche down and you find your ideal client. And the other part that you said about, um, you know, the top 20%, yes, you wanna, you wanna gauge that because if you only go by the top 20% and you cut out 80% at any point in time, if those 20% leave, right. then you're in hot, hot water. Yeah, you don't want to all your eggs in one basket. Right, but, and but, yeah. that's the part where I think being targeted is appropriate because you can still target and still service, you know, close to your ideal client. But if somebody walks in and they're completely, you know, a B type versus we want A types, like then that's just, it just doesn't work. Like there's no point in forcing uh, a non-ideal client to be an ideal client because they never will be. Yeah. And I think that there's a generic
0: also application to this in that when when you look at any type of customer, even if they check most of the boxes of your ideal clientele, there's also things like other boxes that like, you need to look at um, for our cleaning business, for example. If we have somebody who is is bugging us on price but is also very picky on, their, on the cleanliness of their home, we don't really want to work with them. Now, we want to do a great job, mm-hmm. but we feel like you're probably never going to be a happy customer because you don't want to pay for it and you're going to nitpick all of our work. We'd rather have somebody who says, yeah, I want to... I want a high standard of cleanliness, but I understand that with that comes a higher price tag. Now you may have others that they don't really they don't have that high of a level of I need it to be perfect. I don't want to see a speck of dust anywhere, but they're a little more concerned about the price and that's okay. Like those two things like can go together, but I'm going to make sure that I'm not combining the wrong things and ending up with what I think is an ideal customer turning into a terrible customer because I'm just wanting that sale so bad.
1: You ever heard the saying, um, we accept the love that we think we deserve. You ever heard that before? Okay. So it's a meaning of like, literally like if, if you want to get treated poorly or whatever, that's pretty much what you're going to get. Like if you have your standards, of what you expect, then you raise the bar there. Right. The same thing can be said for clients. Like we, ex- you accept the clients that you de- that you think you deserve. So if you sit there and think ah, I deserve everything, then you're gonna get everything, and that comes with problems. Yeah. And if you try to be hyper niched and only work with like the top one percent in your area. that's that's everybody's, everybody's trying to work with that. So like the game is cutting you out strong. So like you wanna niche, you wanna find your ideal client, but you also don't wanna cut out too much work in like an ego driven, I'm too good for, you know, these clientels now, like that's, that's a one way ticket out of owning a business. Yeah, and we've had experience with that with other people
0: that we've tried to work with, um, we'll say like subcontractors or stuff like that where they're like, okay, here's how much I'm gonna charge. And you're like, okay, like clearly you have this level of expectation or thinking about yourself, which is good in certain scenarios, but there are other scenarios where you need to be a little bit more realistic with what the market's demanding and maybe your your ideal situation, your ideal customer isn't realistic Mm -hmm. in the market you're in and you need to pivot you need to adjust you need to you know and which is hard you know we don't want to like and i'm not encouraging anybody to just downgrade their level of work so that they can fit in the market maybe you're just in the wrong market or you're searching in the wrong place but right but really you got to pay attention to that aspect of like is this going to work
1: in the market that i'm in that is like one of the most truest statements in business is like you can have a great business a great product a great service you know a great team but if you're in the wrong area where they don't need it but there's 10 other places that they do i mean how many businesses have failed just from being in the wrong spot yeah absolutely so like you know that cheap piece of real estate over in the you know a little bit you know bad side of town you know with crime or whatever like it might seem like an opportunity but then it might not be like it's it's one of those kind of things where it's a double-edged sword like you can cheap out on one thing and gain the ability for something else but usually when you cheap out on something it usually bites you in the butt
0: so how do we go how do we go about like if we can't if we know that we can't like just accept work and work with anybody like what are the what should we be focusing on or like paying attention to right on the what are some of the indicators of like, this is going to be a good customer. This is not going to be a good customer. We already mentioned the one where if they're like high maintenance, but are, you know, pegging you on price, that's, that's probably never going to be a great customer, no matter what business you're in. But like, what are some other indicators of like this What what things
1: should we look for? (laughs) Uh, My default for my ideal customer across the board, good communication. Mm. So if you send an email to them, they get back to you within a few hours or that same day. You know, if you email somebody and they take a week to get back to you, like that's not ideal. yet yeah, that's not going to work when you have a design you're working on or you're trying to schedule something with them and you can't hear from them in a week, like that's yeah. bad. Um, people that are realistic about budget, so like it's okay if you have a smaller budget but be realistic of what that's going to entail. If mm-hmm. you have a small budget, but you have, what's that What's that saying where it's like, uh, uh, I have fine wine, I have fine wine once, but I have beer taste or something, whatever oh, it is. It's, sure. yeah. But it's like, you want all the top shelf things, but you don't have the budget for it. It's right. just like, you don't get the top shelf with right. that. Like that's, that's just the reality of it. Things cost money, yeah. but as long as they're in tune with that and they understand like, hey, I know it's not the biggest budget and what can we do within that? That's my favorite thing to hear. It's not, I want all this. It's like, what can we do within our scope that will bring us results? And I'm gonna be happy to talk with you and be like, I can do this, this, and this. We could do a shoot here. We can, you know, have bi-monthly or quarterly shoots or whatever, Yeah. but if you just automatically set the bar, like we have to do monthly shoots, we have to have thousands of dollars in ad spend and all that, if you set that precedent, then you cut out so much business. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much about the money even. Like, yes, it's good to have an adio client that spends a good amount of money, like everybody likes that, but I would rather take a medium budget client that is highly communicative an understanding of what their budget is getting, then a high budget, you know, nitpicky, never answers the phone call, and just really hard to work with, and like you can never seem to make them happy with whatever you provide. Yeah, always.
0: Yeah, I think it's a it's a balance in in that stuff of like, yeah, just like you're saying, it, I could have a high high budget or even a low budget and. Either one is like, there might be okay either way if it fits within my range, but if they're not communicating, if they're being a pain in the butt, even in the quoting process already, you know, there's a lot of like red flags.
1: Hard pass. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think as a business owner, especially as a small business owner, like you got to just lay it down and just be like, listen, this is not going to work because if they're already a pain in the butt in the quoting process, I don't want to see what they're going to be... when inevitably something happens right some mistake is made whatever like what are they going to expect from you are they going to blow up are they going to you know go extreme and try and sue you like what just no thank you like this is not a good fit um there's a lot of a lot of fish in the sea and it's funny how that like how true that is because we took a road trip down to florida and back up to indiana and as we passed through town by town by town i was Just like, I didn't even think about it, but like, it just dawned on me, look at this city. This city is the same size as the one I live in. And uh, an hour later, there's another one that's the same size. There are so many opportunities for you to grow your business and to get new customers. There's so much out there that you don't have to take the customers that are gonna be terrible. Like you can be picky about it, grow a little slower, and, just work smarter and not harder in that way.
1: Gary V. I remember watching uh, a TikTok of him and he said like a one-liner like he always does, <laughs> but it was like, where you focus is where you stay. Mm-hmm. So if you focus on local and finding all the local and, and staying local, you will stay local. If you try to branch out and you don't focus on that, then you'll never branch out. Mm-hmm. So it's just as simple as that. Like what you focus on is where you stay. Yeah.